going on yep taz show hello everyone thanks for downloading this episode appreciate it if you are not subscribed to the show please do that uh, that would be much appreciated hope everybody's good during this holiday season we're gonna have it's a different type of taz show this episode i'm gonna go over some things that uh my name's been in the news a little bit here and there from my situation uh career-wise with uh, cbs sports radio to the one and only quarter graves I'll get into all that, but yeah, once we come out of break later on in the show, going to have a something called the BCS, a bench cut start. We're actually going to play a segment from the radio, okay, that I did uh, I did recently, well, it depends when you listen to this, the week of whatever, the 16th or 17th, whatever week this is of December 2019, so bench cut start, I'll explain what that is for those that don't know. Uh, managers, top managers in professional wrestling like history. <clears throat> so I let the guys pick uh, before we were on the air, like the day before in a meeting, uh, and Pete the Body, a big wrestling fan, the board operator of the show that I co-host uh, currently still on CBS Sports Radio, and he's a, a wrestling historian, big fan of wrestling. So the, the, the three managers he came up with, uh, two from, the, from basically the same era, one not, so he came up with the late, great Bobby Heenan, uh, Jim Cornette, and Paul Heyman. So uh, even though Paul Heyman's an advocate, I get it, but he still has a lot of history of managing. So you will hear um, – oh, so okay, let me explain what bench cut start is. So bench cut start is who would you bench, who would you cut, who would you start? So and it's a sports thing. We, we've done it for two years on the radio show with different athletes and different teams – so, like, you know, let's say you're doing it on, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, whatever the heck it is, on, on fast food. While I would bench the Big Mac, I would start the Whopper, and I would cut the Roy Rogers roast beef. I'm just spitballing. So, basically, what you like the least out of it, you're going to cut. What you're going to start is what you like the most. And what you're going to bench, you're kind of very warm on, but not hot enough to start that individual. So we're going to do this. It's a fun segment. We've had a lot of success with it on the radio um, with covering sports. And, you know, we've been covering a lot of wrestling on the radio this week. I've been uh, hosting the show and my co-host has been Andrew Bogus. So um, so we've been covering a lot of wrestling, taking a lot of wrestling calls. And who would have thunk it? The phone rings a ton more when you're talking wrestling. Isn't that something? So I want to thank all you guys who've contributed this week to the show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Taz and a Moose. Now, speaking of that show, I announced this week that I am leaving the show. This is my last week. Again, you might be listening to this during the holidays, next Christmas time, whatever, and I'm already out. My last day is Friday, uh, the 20th of December. So it depends when you're listening to this. But I gave, uh, I, I look, you guys that listen to this podcast all, all the time, you're not surprised. You kind of knew this was coming. I've been hinting at it, fuck, a ton. So you guys get it. But, um, yeah, I, I made the decision, you know, many weeks back. So the thing is, like, for me, 
it's um, several, there's several different layers to it. Uh, the main thing is, to be honest, like I've felt super handcuffed, you know, uh, creatively uh, since I've been on the show for, for two years. Um, you know, just that I, uh, I, I, the, the thing is like the sports, the, the side didn't shut my phone. I apologize. But the sports, the sports radio landscape is just very, um, you know, I'm, I don't want to get too much into this because uh, I'm, I'm on my YouTube page, I've been doing a, a series of like three different, sh- you should, guys should go to Taz Tube Jones, subscribe to, subscribe to it if you don't already. And I've been doing like a three part, like mini series type thing over different things on it. But basically, I've just felt a little, a lot handcuffed. I had a whole different vision of this show as a co-host w- with Moose. So, you know, we, to be frank, just, just different visions, um, you know, and when they came to me and offered me the opportunity to co-host the show and they auditioned me with like three or four different people, I, you know, I picked uh, Moose, you know, I just, I, I knew him a little bit. He had been on the Taz show in the past. My show was daily. Um, and uh, it just it seemed like, uh, you know, this will work. And, and we've, we've done a couple of shows together. So that's why I, I just, you know, when they asked my opinion, they said, they, they said, well, who would you? I said, well, I would say Moose. I thought that we were going to go into things a little differently. Um, and we talked a lot before the show launched, Moose and I. Uh, this was two years ago. But things didn't work out the way I thought from a creative perspective. So the bottom line is, like, what I've always felt, like, with uh, National Sports Radio um, what I wanted not not to be a part of is the hamster wheel creative concept, where it's just it's just the same song and dance. Like it's stale. It's a stale medium. It really is. It, it's just, in my professional opinion, it's just uh, you know we're going to give you a, a steady diet of guests every day. We're going to cover the top stories. We're going to take calls. We're going to give opinions. We're going to have a sports update. It's just it's just every day. It was the same same thing. And it was there's ways to do that and be creative and have fun and be entertaining. And it just wasn't enough for me, to be honest, like from a creative perspective. And it's not me bashing anyone. The guys that I work with know how I feel. The bosses that I had know how I feel. Um, and that's why I wanted to get out of there. And, and, and it just, you know, we worked hard. I mean, it's, it's a tough gig. You know, every morning, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm in that studio. Uh, you know, I'm right there. I'm in Manhattan in that studio. You know, roughly, you know, four, four thirty, five a.m. every day. You know, I'm, you know, a lot of times I, I was leaving my house at three o'clock in the morning, three thirty in the morning every day. You know, you're going to bed every night at freaking nine o'clock, nine thirty. You can't fucking watch a TV show with your wife. I mean, you got to watch every sport you can imagine. It's a grind, and I was like, fuck, this is crazy. I, I'm. Not, and it was taking away from the amount of content I wanted to do here in regards to wrestling and regards to the Taz show. And I was afraid that might happen. I thought I could bounce both, but that's the other element of this. It, it didn't bounce right. And I, I'm telling you, in 2020, that's going to change because now uh, I'm not doing this sports show anymore. Okay. And, and there'll be, as we go on here, a, a couple of announcements coming soon. But like I've been telling you guys, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put more concentration in wrestling. That's my expertise. That's my true passion. That's my true love. That's my true true expertise, and that's where I want to live. I wish nothing but the best for all those guys I work with, including Moose. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of scuttlebutt he's going to end up because, you know, he realized I was getting out of there. And then there was an opportunity for him too after that to maybe go go and work in locally in New York on WFAN. So it looks like that might happen for him. So that's good. I'm happy for him. He's earned that. Um, and that's cool. And the guys I work with there, Pete the Body and Mikey B, Andrew Bogus. These guys are fucking quality guys. I love those guys. I'm going to miss working with those guys. I probably will try to do some projects with a couple of them. Um, and hopefully they want to do some projects with me, uh, you know, because I, I love those guys. They work really hard. and They're super talented guys. And I'm going to miss seeing them every single day together. <laughs> Excuse me, to be honest. So, uh, but there's a lot of exciting things going on in, in my career right now that I can't just get into yet. But the first thing dropped, and that's me, you know, saying goodbye to CBS Sports Radio, and and that's it. And now my podcast, this podcast, like I told you, this is leaving this company too. So, okay, as I mentioned in the past, in case you maybe missed, missed that episode, I don't remember when the fuck it was. Entercom owns CBS Sports Radio. They bought it from CBS, you know, about a year, a year and a half ago. And Entercom also owns uh, also the podcast platform that I podcast on so and so i have two contracts that run parallel they both end at the end of the year and i'm leaving that part too so my podcast is not going to be with these guys um i'm taking it elsewhere so um that, like i said in the past that doesn't really affect you guys that much because you know you're still if you're subscribed i mean you know i i, I got a triple check everything but we're going to make sure that doesn't affect you know, you guys, if you subscribe to the show, no matter what company it ends up with, you still will get, you know, the notification when a show drops. Um, I, I don't want to say too much in regards to how much content I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm 99.99999% sure it's going to be a lot more than one or two pods a week. Let's just leave that there, and I don't want to get into too much detail on that So um, because it's very fluid right now. Things are working through right now. Okay, so that's the thing on that. Um, Corey Graves. So you guys are well aware of, you know, that he basically tweeted. Uh, it was the day of TLC, and he tweeted a picture of Samoa Joe and Vic Joseph. And he put, oh, look, a new and improved Taz and Cole. Now, a lot of you guys saw that, got pissed off. Some of you guys saw it, oh, he's joking. I saw it. I got a little ticked off. I didn't I didn't like I didn't like it. I thought, and some people say, oh, you're being too thin-skinned. If you think I'm being too thin-skinned, I don't give a shit if you think that. That's your prerogative. I'm a grown-ass fucking man. I'm going to think the way I want. Okay, I don't like jokes that affect me and my brand that I'm not in on, okay? So uh, once that happened, I tweeted. I'm not going to read the tweets. I tweeted whatever I tweeted towards him and talking about Michael Cole and I and our body of work in WWE as an announced team. And the years and years and the tons and tons of shows we called to get Vince McMahon's respect and Kevin Dunn's respect and and and, and Stephanie McMahon's respect, the, the everyone at the TV studio, the high brass, all these people, we worked our fucking ass off. And I'm very proud of that. And, and Cole is very proud of that. He can't say that publicly because I don't work with him anymore. And he's a WWE loyal employee, and I get that. So... But I'm just letting you know, I've gotten, once Corey Grace put that text, I'm sorry, that tweet out, you know, I, and then I put my response out, then my phone started blowing up from people from WWE and more or less apologizing because they were saying, well, it was a joke. He probably shouldn't have done that, but there was some people were joking around and goofing around apparently backstage with Michael Cole and it was just a ha ha thing. And I wasn't part of that. And I, some Corey Graves follows me on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. 
I know Corey Graves. He knows me. I've I've met him uh, more than once. I've I've worked with him in regards to the, that ECW roundtable for WWE. He was hosting it. I've worked with him, uh, to be honest, at Fox in in Los Angeles. You know, on before they called it backstage when we were doing this whole audition process, Corey was out there, and I was out there with Corey. We were hanging out, talking and chilling and shit. So we know each other well enough. The dude could have DM me. We've DM'd each other more than once. We don't have each other's phone number. He's got a ton of people he works with there that have my number, a ton, including his bosses. <laughs> so, you know, he never reached out to me that day. He was, you know, and you know what? The way he's been on social media, he's been Mr. Hot Take, Mr. Controversial, Mr. Trying to Stir the Fucking Pot. I'm not going to be one of your fucking sacrificial lambs, Corey Graves. I'm sorry, brother. It just ain't happening. I, I ain't wide that way. That shit ain't going down. Ain't no more punking me. Fun, no fun, joke, no junk. I don't give a fuck. Okay, so, and and then he came back with some shit like, you know, because I had said that somebody, I don't remember, someone tweeted something towards me, and I said, hey, listen, the guy is just trying to, you know, content for his podcast that WWE uh, handed him, you know, and, and, and he's got tons of resources to have a great podcast. I've never listened to his podcast. I have no desire to listen to it. I don't listen to anyone's podcast. Um, you guys know that. I've said that for years out here for 700 episodes. I don't, it's not because I have heat. With anybody, a lot of my friends are great wrestling podcasters. Um, you know, from Conrad, from 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 Jim Ross, from Bruce Pritchard, from Jesus, from Colt Cabana. I can go on and on. From Stone Cold Steve Austin, from Chris Jericho. I mean, tons of my friends are great, successful podcasters. I don't listen to their shows, and it's no knock on them. They probably don't listen to mine because you don't you don't want to be steered a certain way by hearing something. You know, you want to have your own take on stuff. So. I have not listened to Corey Graves stuff. I don't care. It's no knock on Corey. I just don't care. I, I am too busy and I'm I'm not concerned. So I, I'm not I I don't know what he does in his podcast, but all I know, I feel I, I shouldn't say I know. All I felt in my view is he was trying to create content and the stuff he did with Morrow and the stuff like that, you know, whatever. I'm not part of WWE. I don't work for WWE. Okay. I'm on the outside. He's on the inside. He has in much more secure position as a contracted independent contractor with WWE, he might be an employee because he's an announcer. So he's in a better position as far as security with a machine behind him, okay, that that encompasses his career. I don't have that. Okay, this podcast doesn't have the WWE vehicle and machine to help promote it. This podcast doesn't have access to every single guest that's a main wrestler, male or female with WWE, like a WWE podcast, namely Corey Graves, would have or the New Day would have. I don't have access to that, and and I don't need access to that. I gave up a long time ago trying to get guests from WWE, and it's all going to have no heat with them. Everything's cool. I'm just saying it's about resources with this fucking game a lot of times, and he's got all the resources. I don't have the resources. I ain't bitching. I ain't fucking crying because what I do is I create resources, and I, I'm forced to be creative over 700 episodes, and I am fucking proud of that. Okay, and that's what it's about. And it's you guys supporting what I do and building my audience for so long, which I appreciate. Okay, I'm proud of that. And the other men and women that podcast that were in WWE that aren't in WWE anymore are in the same boat as me. You have to create um, you have to be creative enough to do good content. So you guys as as listeners, you know, will download or subscribe to to my podcast because there's a, a ton of competition. There's tons of fucking people that podcast wrestling. Uh, I'm just talking about the people who've either worked 
you know, as, at a high level, elite level as a professional wrestler or a pro- professional wrestling announcer. Um, and there's no knock on anybody that's never been in one of the companies. And there's tons of people that podcast that never worked in the wrestling business. And there's no knock on those people either. They got to be even more creative, right? So, you know, so my thing is I felt like, well, why the fuck would somebody that's on the inside with WWE, you know, joke, take a shot or whatever, and someone who's not? Someone who's, I, hey, I've I've came before Corey Graves. I was a wrestler before he was a wrestler. I was a wrestler a lot longer than he was a wrestler. I was a color commentator before he was a color commentator. And I was a color commentator a lot longer than he was a color commentator. And I'm a podcaster, okay, a lot longer than he's a podcaster. So I don't, I have no fucking... I don't need to impress, uh, be fearful or anything of anybody, namely Corey Graves. I also am not going to be your punk bitch. So you're not going to crack jokes. You know, listen, if he would have utilized a, um, a, a, an emoji or a JK or a LOL or a ha ha, I would have fucking left it alone. I can't let anyone affect what I'm doing. I'm protective of what I have. I feed my family with my content and my brand. I also have been doing color commentary work, okay? And, and, and as you guys know, I, I've done some stuff with AEW, okay? And I don't know what brings 2020 in regards to Taz doing color commentary. I'm not exactly sure just yet. <laughs> I damn sure don't need someone, you know, taking a shot, even if he was joking, you know, uh, it, it, it makes me look bad it, to some people, to some people. Okay, I just I'm I'm protective of that. Okay, I'm proud of what I have. And I'm proud to say that a plethora of you guys are down with my shit, man. So like I'm protective of that. If homie would have put, I swear to you, on a stack of Bibles or whatever you believe in that's holy, if he would have put any kind of an emoji on LOL or whatever, or just busting ball, or if he would have DM me or if, or if Michael Cole or somebody else in production would have, I would not would have texted me. I would have not, you know, like prior to this happening, prior to the gimmick going out, if they would have did that prior to the gimmick going out, I would have not, prior to Corey doing that, I should say, I would have not said shit. And that's a fact. I wouldn't have replied. I wouldn't have done nothing. Okay. And then he came back with something else after I said what I said about him. And I noticed it like a day later. And it was something like he was saying I, that I can't, I don't have the ability to take an innocuous joke. Basically saying I'm taking myself too serious and I don't realize when someone's joking around with a harmless joke. Well, harmless for who, Corey? Who's it harmless for? Who? No, a lot of people didn't know you were joking if you're telling the truth. Okay, and, and, and you're saying it's innocuous and, 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 and it's harm, harmless. Says who? The guy who's under contract to WWE? The guy that hosts every single show they have? <laughs> and God bless you. Last thing I am is jealous and envious of anybody. I'm very happy in my life, and I've been happy since I left, left Impact years ago, TNA. And, and, and when I left WWE, I left, I left those companies on my terms. So I, I, I don't have any heat with anybody. I'm good, bro. No, I don't need nobody fuck with me, though. That's what it is. Don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with nobody. Okay, I don't take shots at people like that. I critique. And I give breakdowns of shows that I see, and I'm honest as possible, and I'm not, I try my best not to be mean-spirited, and I very rarely bury people, like bury, very rarely, because I don't believe in that. So I'm, again, when I'm spitballing with you guys right now is the God's honest truth. This is how I feel. And if some of you think that I'm being too thin-skinned, 
I apologize. It's fucking me. And if that bothers you, then I'm probably not who you want to listen to because this is how I am. I'm a passionate, emotional, fightful guy. Okay, who worked his balls off everything he's got, just like a lot of you guys have worked your balls off what you got. Okay, and a lot of you guys have worked your balls off and not gotten something. I've worked my balls off and not gotten something, too. So we all understand that. Okay, I don't I I, I, for someone to say that's in a position Corey is that this was, you know, me basically not being have the ability to you know, uh, to, to laugh about this or whatever. Well, since who the joke's on me, bro. And I didn't know you even know you were joking. If you're telling the truth, I didn't know you were joking. Okay. I had no idea. So you're on the inside. You, 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 you're good to go. I got to grind every motherfucking day out here. (laughs) You don't have to grind. I'm not saying you don't work hard, but you're not grinding out here. You're set, you know? So, you know, it's a different animal guys. I'm being honest and transparent as shit with you guys. So that's what it is. It's straight like that. Okay, it's straight like that. So I did not reply to his last because I'm not going to go back and forth with the dude. I I have no desire to give him any more oxygen. I'm done. I didn't unfollow him. I don't think he unfollowed me. And fuck that. I see him. I'll go right up to him. And say, yo, what's up? We cool? That's what I'll say to him. I mean, I'm I'm not. I have no problem. I don't I don't hold grudges. But I'm a man. So I will go up to him and say, are we cool? What's up? You know, when I, when I say what's up, not like I'm going to be confrontational. Like I want to fist fight the guy. And and then he'll he'll laugh. We'll talk about it. I'll laugh. We'll talk about it. And then everything will be fine. That's what I'm assuming is going to happen. You know what I mean? I, 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 so it's like it, it, there's no need for it. But it's like you you know if you're at the you're at the arena and you're having fun and and you guys and I've I've been there. I've been part of that. I I know how it is backstage before a long sh- uh, before a long day before a pay per view or a TV. And everybody hangs around catering on a production meeting. Everybody fucks around and jokes around. There's a lot of jocularity, sophomoreism, and then it's like now it's social media. Then you can fuck around even more. A lot of times, you know, you're trying to have fun at the fans' expense too, and you make like you're serious about something you're not. And everybody laughs when you're behind the scenes. I've seen it, dude. I've lived this. I've been around a long time, so I have no problem with that. Okay, I just don't need anyone uh, knocking jokingly or seriously, my body of work, which I'm ultra proud of while I'm on the outside and you're on the inside. I just can't. It's that simple. I was minding my goddamn business. <laughs> I was sitting home watching football. Okay. Preparing for a radio show the next day. Okay. And, and, and that's what I was doing. So, so there you go. So there you have it. What else we got? Uh, yeah. YouTube. I promoted and I want to promote it again. Okay. Taz tube Jones. It's back to life putting content on there, subscribe to it. Don't cost you a dime. It's my gimmick. Subscribe if I let you. You heard me right. Taz to Jones. I uh, put the links. We put them on my Facebook at the, the Taz show. We put them on the links for the YouTube on Twitter and all that shit. So a lot of stuff on there with that. Um, please support too. Buy yourself a Taz, some kind of Taz apparel at TazShirts.com. And there's the pins on there. There's hats. That shit's selling like hotcakes. It's going fucking great. Okay, and I can't thank you enough. And like I told you people, okay, on the other side of this thing, you're gonna get the uh, you're gonna get the gimmick of the BCS bench cut start. The managers, the three managers that you're gonna hear chatting about, and where we sit on them as the the radio show team uh, is Paul Heyman, Jim Cornette, and um, and Paul Heyman. I'm sorry, Jim Cornette and Bobby Heenan. Okay, I should say Paul Heyman, Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette. Listen, there's several managers we, that we've missed, some great ones like Lou Albano, Classy Freddie Blassie, Mount the South, 
I know that. There's tons. There's tons and tons. The Grand Wizard, there's tons. But like I said, Pete picked them. He's a historian. That's who he picked. He's a big fan. We're going with his, and that's what we went with. All of a sudden, break. You'll get that audio from the radio show. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Hang tight. All right, guys, here we go. So, like I said, uh, you're going to get that audio. We're logging it. We're getting it rock, rock and rolling here. We're going to drop this in a second for you from the radio. The radio show about the BCS on the wrestling managers on Heyman, Heenan, and Cornette. So, uh, that'll be ready for you guys here in a second. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Sit tight. It's coming at you here. And momentarily, it's almost ready to roll. Do this all organic. We don't do much editing. It's very fluid here. That's how this show works. You know that. All right, sit tight, guys. It's coming right now. No break. Just sit tight. Enjoy the song, and, and, and you'll have it. Here we go. Bench press start. Oh, Here we go. All right. Here we go. <laughs> no. No. That's it's it. now time to bench, cut, or start with Taz and Bench, cut, start. 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 All right, so managers, wrestling managers. All right, Paul Heyman, Jim Cornette, Bobby Heyman. Okay, you want to call and give yours, 855-212-4227. So who are you going to bench? <laughs> who are you going to start? Um, who are you going to cut? It's a tough one. This is tough. Wrestling fans out there know what I mean. Like these three people, these three men, very successful for a long time. Um... I got some people, I guess, can't call in, and they're on social media. So I might read a couple of those on the Twitter, at official Taz with one Z, my Twitter. Because the uh, the other one for the show, that account, that's going away. Actually, Mike, delete, you can delete that anytime you want. So I'll give it, delete it right now. Okay. It's all about honesty. Why are you so sad looking in the studio? Two men behind the glass look sad. Because you're just, you're making us really face the reality of your departure. And it's we're trying to ignore it. We're trying to think it's going to change. And you keep Andrew, telling us much. all the things. You should be in theater, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Unfortunately, scene. I don't remember the password to log in and delete it. <laughs> dude, you're joking. I am joking. <laughs> oh, you got me so nervous. I'm like, oh, my God, no. I'll give the password on the air now. That'd be something. That would be terrible. The password is Taz, 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 Taz. <laughs> the capital T. Five Taz, but which T is capitalized? Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Third one. All right, <laughs> I'll read a couple of these in a second. But so bench cut start, right? So uh, this is a tough one. Now, Andrew, I know you're not a you're not a long for long term wrestling fan at all, but you know enough about wrestling. But and Mikey B is still learning. Uh, in his mid to late 30s. He looks like he's 60, but God bless him. And um, and Pete the Body is a historian. Right. So this segment is basically Taz and Pete the Body. That's fine. No. Live um, from the Sportatorium. <laughs> he's got he's stuck in the Sportatorium forever. But never forget that, Pete. Can he say that every day? Every day. If he hears wrestling, he's Sportatorium. And wrestling feels like, what's well, the Sportatorium? It's like from like 25 years ago. Close for 20 years. <laughs> all right, so this bench cut started. All kidding aside, it's really hard. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. All right, I'm going to 
I never thought. Uh, look, I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to bench Heenan. I'm going to cut Jim Cornette. I'm going to stop Paul Heyman. And these are my reasons why. But it's tough to say you're going to bench the late, great Bobby Heenan. And he was great. Not good. Great. Great as a commentator. Great as a uh, manager. Was just amazing. I mean, some of the, the great performers, wrestlers that he represented. Um, and many would tell you he's number one in their list of all-time greatest you know, uh, managers in wrestling of all time. Managing people like, like the Nation by Ric Flair, the, the late, great Andre the Giant. Uh, Bockwinkle, Stevens, I mean, like, greats. I mean, the stables he had, I mean, dude, like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I met Bobby Heenan once as he was older, and he was just a super guy. And funny and witty. Actually, I met him a couple, two times when I was in WWE. Um, And he was just an awesome, awesome man. And he, he would talk to you for a couple minutes and then just rip you. Right to your face, and and he would just hold court. Bobby Heenan would sit around. This is a true story. He, I remember it was uh, I don't know if it was like the Tough Enough finale. That's the first time I met him. It was in Manhattan here, and he was holding court. All the wrestlers were there on the roster before the show started. The Tough Enough finale, and I'm 99 percent sure that's what it was. And a, a lot of us on the roster had to go to the finale, and it was a banquet type Jones, and um, and we're sitting there, and Bobby Heenan's just holding court, dude. And all of us are just sitting around, listening, hanging on every word he's saying. It's kind of like if Mike Francesa was talking to a bunch of radio people around here. They would be hanging on his word. You know what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> so anyway, um, so that's it. I'm sorry. I would bench Heenan. I would, uh, I would cut Jim Cornette. Now, that's no knock on Cornette. This guy, uh, some of the amazing people he's managed. The Midnight Express, the success with that. Vader, uh, Rock and Roll Express. Barry Windham, some great, great, you know, he's one manager of, of the year. Uh, 10 or 11 times, 12 times, some crazy number. Great talker. Tennis racket Jones. Still, you know, more or less does a successful podcast. Was just a commentator for quite some time for NWA. No knock on Cornette, but I got to stop Paul Heyman. Um, Paul Heyman is still going and still going super strong. And all his success for so many years with the Dangerous Alliance and coming up through the business the way he came up as a young guy. CM Punk, Stone Cold Steve Austin, In the Dangerous Alliance, Van Damme managed, me and Sabu he managed, um, but but the Brock Lesnar success for so many years uh, has been amazing and 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 still going super strong. To me, he's the greatest manager of all time, and that's no knock on anybody else. So I'm long with it. Got to get to the phones. Do uh, you want to give a bench cut start or not? I'd love to. Yeah, go. And you know me, I can't go in order. I have to start with start. I'm going to start Bobby Heenan because that's that's my childhood. That's my guy. That's part of the fabric of right. my wrestling fandom, uh, which means I'm going to bench Paul Heyman because I've heard of him. I'm going to cut Jim Cornette because I know nothing really about him. Back to you, Tess. Wow. Wow. Pete the body. Pete the body. I'm going to... Agree with you, Taz. Oh, well, start. there's a now, shocker. Now, you can make a case for Heenan and Heyman to flip in the bench and the starting role. Right, right, right. But I'm going to go with Heyman just for uh, on this sheer the length of his tenure. Right. Heenan managed 70s, 80s, and 90s. Right. Heyman has managed since the 80s. 
so 80s, 90s, 2000s, late 80s. Came in, came in late 80s. Yeah, yeah. And, and and just the the body of work over those over changes in the wrestling business yeah. that gives it to Heyman for me. Yeah, no doubt, Heyman. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Mike, do you want to get one? Or you have? Well, I agree with Pete. Okay. Well, done. let's talk to Brandon listening in <sighs> Oxnard, California. Uh, Brandon, you got a BCS? Yeah. Um, I was just calling to uh, tell you that you, that you're, you um, I've been following your career for a long time. I mean, I don't Thank feel you. like I, I, I really don't like the way your career ended because I feel like when you came into WWE, so some kind of way I felt like Vince dropped the ball when it came to you. I felt like some kind of way you should have held that world that world title. Thank you. Because one of my one of my favorite matches is actually that never gets talked about enough is you and you against RVD. Yeah, we I, I love wrestling Rob and we, and I appreciate that. We've had a lot of a lot of good matches. Yeah, Rob Rob no doubt. Rob still wrestles and he, and he does he works for TNA and he's he's still still excellent. Cuz in the ECW, you were like the Stone Cold Steve Austin in ECW and I don't understand yeah, I was actually to be, honest, to be honest. I was doing Stone. I was Stone Cold Steve Austin before Stone Cold Steve Austin exactly. was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. And I love and Steve. It, He's my man. But yeah, no, I hear you, dude. I, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah thank you, though. But I, I want to wish you luck. You know what I mean? Thank like you, I buddy. said, I love listening to you and Moose early in the morning. And like I said, you just have. I, I, I feel pretty much like Andrew Bogus. It's like it's something about you that when 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 people know that you're leaving, it's a it's a a, a, a big spirit that's actually walking out the door. Cause oh, you know what I'm saying? You, like, you you uplift everybody. You know what I mean? It's like it's thank something you. about you that you know what I mean. It's thank somebody. You, I mean, a lot of people would love to hear you every every morning. Thank you, and, sir. I found out more about you. Your, I mean, as far as other sports, I didn't until this until this radio station. I didn't even know that you were a big football fan. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, you know I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I love to hear your takes on it. Oh, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate that. Very kind words. I appreciate you saying that. Pete, get me that audio. Please, uh, just stuff that. Thank you. Uh, that's my ringtone. No, that was I'm joking around. That was very nice of that man to say that about me. And he's right. I pick the spirits up of everyone. I'm positive. That's why, and I motivate I, everyone here. I wish I had said that. that well, was no, very, but see, that's uh, complimentary. That's what America thinks of you. That you understand my positivity. I do. Shut up. Let's talk to Joel. <laughs> I think Joel has a BCS on best wrestling managers. Joel, what do you got, buddy? Has, man. I got to agree with you. Paul Heyman was amazing in ECW, the stuff that he did, even the stuff with Stone Cold, CM Punk, again, his longevity. Bobby the Brain, the Andre the Giant thing was amazing, WrestleMania, and then Jim Cornette, yeah, he was a loud mouth. I know he did great, but I got to agree with you 110%. Like you said, longevity sometimes, but like the last caller said, you could yeah. flip Bobby the Brain and Paul Heyman. They both did their own thing in the wrestling industry, different times, different eras. They're all great guys, man. It's, this is one of the tougher ones you've done. I just want to give you that. Thanks, Taz. All right. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, that caller was Pete the Body. But he, he, he meant... Um, first he meant, time, long time. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <first time. laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Let me hit you there. with a couple of uh, a couple of people on the Twitter, uh, at, at my Twitter account that have some bench cut starts on this manager debate. Uh, this is uh, the three only Bubba. Uh, this guy says, in my most humble opinion, start Heenan. Bench Cornette, call Paul Heyman. Definitely uh, cut Paul Heyman, I should say. Definitely a good debate. I don't know about cut Paul Heyman. That one's a tough one. Um, then we have at Trevor's. Trevor is a king. He says I can't call right now, but cut Cornette, bench Heenan. Start with that good old. He says the B word. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. You, no, don't. I can't pass. say it. 
Yeah, uh, Paul Heyman. So he said <laughs> he basically wants to he wants to cut Cornette. He wants to bench Heenan. He wants to stop Paul Heyman. Uh, I think that's a good call right there. Let's talk to Joe uh, down in Florida. Joe, you got a BCS? I do, I do. Uh, I'm going Bobby Heenan. I'm definitely starting. Uh, that guy was the man. There's nobody better, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, close. Yeah. Close Paul Heyman. But uh, Paul Heyman, I'm going to put on the bench. We were talking, you know, Deep South and all that, you know, back in the day. I'd probably put uh, Cornette in there. But uh, I'd have to cut Cornette. Uh, I hope he doesn't know find out who I am because he will come and kill me. So. <laughs> With that tennis racket. <laughs> yeah, that tennis racket will definitely be loaded. <laughs> nah, yeah, he's uh, dude. That's a wrestling fan, right or wrong. This is this, this is tough, right? These three guys are it's great, tough. Uh, dude. And we left off some. We left off several other greats. To be honest, guys like guys like the Grand Wizard, the great Freddie Blassie. I mean, yeah. Lou Albano. Lou Albano. Oh my God, Lou Albano. I mean, and we can't. We, hey, we cannot. She didn't do much, but we can't forget Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was a pretty good Randy Savage you just right did, did right there, my <laughs> friend. I give you credit, Joe. Appreciate the call, dude. Uh, yeah, Miss Elizabeth, she did a great job. Mr. Fuji was hysterical, you know, managing uh, uh, Demolition and Yokozuna and the stuff he done with Don Morocco, one of my favorites of all time, was amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Who else? Sherry Martell was a great manager, the late, great Sherry Martell with Harlem Heat and Shawn Michaels and, and Savage, Jake Roberts, Ted DiBiase. Please, come on. Who Jimmy was the Hart. first? Who? Did you say Jimmy Hart? Jimmy oh, Hart. Jimmy the Mouth of South Hart. Wow. Who was the first? Yeah. Oh, is there God. is there a historical manager figure that was like the first person to play this role? Man. I mean, how, how do you even ask that question? That's like saying, who was the first running back ever in professional football? You probably know the answer. You look through your notebook. You'll have I it. I don't. I had some a different notebook. There's I didn't bring that one today. We need them. Uh, anyway. I, um, did I stump you and Pete? Skolin? Wasn't the first. Yeah? No, dude. There's guys before Skolin. Mike, you might want to Google it. I mean, you Google everything else. If the guy who co-hosts with me has a question on sports, you're oh. Googling. Your, your fingers are bleeding. Listen, Mike's out. I could, yeah. Your last day's Friday. Mike's was three Fridays ago. Yeah. What am I Googling? Exactly. Well said, Andrew. On that note, we're going to break. Uh, we'll take more of your BCS calls on the other side. We'll get the food update. Uber Eats. This is going to be a good segment. Mike will be locked into that one. Uh, Mike, we're trying to find out who the first manager of all time was. Is it Billy Sandow? You just came up with that name on your own? No. <laughs> the way you said it was like, it sounded like, wait, how did Mike know that? I don't know. Frank was Smith. It? I don't know. I don't know these names. I'm going to be Never honest. Never heard of these guys. He was born in 1884. <laughs> I would say he's the first. <laughs> I'll oh try to get God. him on the show for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's dead. Well, he was born in 1804, bro. I mean. 1884. You never. No, 1972. He passed. Billy Sandow. He was 98 when he died? He met, managed Ed Strangler Lewis, the strangler who did actually strangle well, no, people. Ed, he was, wouldn't he was, be allowed. No, he now. was a, he was a great <laughs> <laughs> Strangler Lewis was a great wrestler. But yeah, that's a funny name. You guys are all funny because you don't know what you're talking about. That's true. Um, but yeah. you asked me to look it up. I know. Listen, Mike, please. I, I got a couple days left. Don't get an attitude. Don't get an attitude. Please, I like you. I know I'm going to work for you. I know that I'm going to work for your production company. Oh, look, we got to go to break, Andrew. We're late to break. I'm sorry. Uh, My fault. Yeah. So if you want to give you BCS of Wrestling Managers, 855-212-4227. Uh, we'll take those calls. Also, we're going to your food, your favorite, Richard Three. 
All right, so there you have it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, and and the phone calls are great. I you know I, there was a lot of really good phone calls, and I apologize that the audio might have been a little low on that. It's different levels the way it's mixed, so I wanted to get it out to you guys quick. So the regular audio we hear now of me obviously is a little louder. So I apologize that it was a little bit lower. Um, so, uh, but anyway, that's the deal. Uh, so look, uh, uh, another fun show, another fun podcast here, another fun Taz show as we keep on barreling through towards 2020. And I appreciate everybody, uh, all you guys, all the support and sticking by me no matter what I'm doing and my ever uh, evolving career, right? Uh, as an entertainer and a podcaster, as a broadcaster and Everything else that's casting. I should get into fishing so I can cast the fucking gimmick to the fucking crabs or whatever the fuck they fish. All right, good. That's great. I'm Taz. You're not. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid